Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. It is season four, episode 11 of the UK Dallas Cowboys podcast. Joined by Mike and Paul and Rich will be joining us presently to make up a merry foursome. How are we doing, gentlemen? <laughs> Where do we begin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Normally, we, normally you would be like... Yeah, football's back, whatever and that. Don't get me wrong, the whole and the whole opening weekend for the actual NFL was great. There were some really good games, but it came to us. No, I'm not feeling too great. Not feeling that great at all, my my friend. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you're good you're good there, Mike? Yeah, I'm like trying to do seven things at once, yeah. Yeah. You know what it's like. Mr. Mr. Multipurpose. That's, that's that's I like it. I've start start calling I, you Mr. I, I'm Muscle not gonna lie. I've already started looking at prospects. That's I don't think you're me. not the only one. You're not the only one. Our good friend yeah. JTux JTux already looking at it. Um Law Nation's looking at it. There's quite a few folk out there. Most of our uh, fellow con cowboys content creators are kind of like already kind of scratching their head. It's like okay, uh 365 days to football. You know? <laughs> Well, what what does that give us to the draft? About two forty, maybe somewhere in around that. Draft is Christmas morning to to guys like myself and Mike. Oh yeah, uh, you you guys are absolutely thriving that. Like, yeah. as long as I, I just care about O line and D line, man. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 well, is that, very true. And I know. Is... Oh, go on. I was I was going to say I know yeah I know I know you're you're currently working on a piece for the O line and the D line as well so yeah do you want to have a quick quick word about that yeah so I'm currently working on an article right now for blogging the boys right now kind of it's called in the trenches segment so I'm going to be doing like articles based on how our defensive line and how our offensive line are doing the good the bad the ugly I mean um. I won't go into too much detail because I want you guys to kind of like obviously go out there and obviously once it gets public published out there, but it's it's in the works of getting reviewed right now. So hopefully it'll be out hopefully tonight. Um once it's been reviewed. But uh basically I'll just cut to the gist of it, like the main headline. It's like the defensive line was pretty much underperformed if uh, if it wasn't for Micah Par like if if if, if Micah Parsons was not playing on that defensive line, we had no pass rush at all, mm -hmm. really. And for the offensive line, despite of all the injuries and the, the worries that we had offensive line, we actually did okay. But when we didn't do okay, it was just a complete disaster. So it's like one of those weird scenarios. Like there was a lot of good positives for the O-line. Like we did tell our own to the, the, the majority of the part, but when we did fall apart, everything fell apart. So it was it was weird. It was it was spectacular, but uh, just before before we do go any further, I'm just going to pull up because Steve has the first comments of the night in. Thing is, what difference will it make when Jerry or Jerry and Stephen are still there? And like I I I get the point, Steve. I genuinely do, you know. But I mean, I think this is something Paul we were saying in in our group chat is that this is this maybe the third youngest squad in the NFL, 46 of the 53-man squad were drafted by the Cowboys. Their last yeah. two draft classes are all on the roster. 
So they're very much going for a youth movement in terms of how they're building the squad. Yeah, and it's if you can, I suppose in a way you can put raw as a keyword to associate with our squad right now. We yeah. do have some level of talent there, but we don't have those blue chip players in nearly every position talent. If you know what I mean, yeah. Like we do, like, like we've got Parsons. That's probably the, the, like we get. We, here's the final, Brian. It's like we got rid of our proper number one wide receiver last this off season. I yeah. still think I, I, I'm still not over that. I, I don't think I ever will be over that. Um, yeah, and we, 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 we are going to have a have a little chat about that later on. I know is chatting to you guys and they said we're going to do a couple of quick rapid fire questions and that's one yeah. of the, that is one of the questions that we do we do kind of want to touch on yeah yeah but sorry mike are you, mike, mike's with us is he i, think I so. am i am i am yeah. sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah it was, it was so mike give us, your, give us your own initial thoughts for for sunday what did you make of it can i just make this noise uh. <laughs> yeah. You can make whatever noise you like, sir. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to go for. Can I just add one more thing as well? I think we need to kind of, even though, despite if it wasn't for Micah Parsons and and somewhat the level of the secondary as well, we still kept Brady to one touchdown. When you yeah. really put it in that perspective, we, we still kept okay. him under 20 points. In a way, it's still a win for the defense. In a way, yeah. but it's still from the defensive line point of view. I think it's still underperformed. It just, it just wasn't like it just felt like our D line was not getting any second gear, and and it felt like that. And I, I mentioned this last week. Like I felt this was a golden opportunity with how Tampa's offensive line were more bound up than our O line. So I'm like. Mm-hmm. This is a great opportunity, but it seemed like Tampa just did their due diligence and scouted the living hell out of us. Brady knew exactly what he was doing, get the ball quick out and fast to completely make our defensive line and if it like un- like no cause any effect at all, throwing the screen passes to Goodwin and utilizing Fournette at the right time and the right situation. So it's Fair play to Brady. He he had our number in that whole game. But 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 still it's still a win because we still only kept him to one touchdown, I suppose. It's it's so weird to like I'm trying to think of a positive here. (laughs) (laughs) So Richard Jones, Jonesy has joined us there down in the bottom left corner. So Rich, give us your own thoughts on the game. Pretty shit, wasn't it? Language. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pretty abysmal. Yeah. To be fair. Um, I think the best thing to sum it up, have, we, have you guys touched on the um, the Devin White quote yet? Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. That, um, so take it away. That sums it up quite well. Um, so we literally they interviewed him obviously after the game. Um, and he said, last year, we learned that they really weren't going to commit to the run game and the runs that they did, they weren't going to try and get the, uh, sorry, they were going to try and get to the outside and not running it to the interior. But a lot of the running game was quick game. 
a lot of curls, a lot of hitches, a lot of slants. So we kind of knew that going in, so we were able to attack it. So from a defensive point of view for the Bucks, nothing has changed in a year. So we're back to the old, same old thing we're used to of this offense is so predictable. You kept them to three points. Really, it was a shutout. Uh, uh, you're right there. You're it was right. a shutout. The only reason you've got three points was because it's the first drive of the game. And the biggest sort of jaw drop face palm moment I had this morning when I was going through all the um, the conference stuff afterwards was, um, I don't think I listened to it, I read it, reading Mike McCarthy's response to um, the offensive struggles. And he said, well, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, we went and scored um, three points on the first, first drive of the game. So there's stuff there to build on. And it's like, well, for one, you scored... He scored a field goal, not a touchdown. Um, so maybe rein that back in. And also, it's the first 12 plays of the game. It's all scripted. You really, you're supposed to. Um, that don't count for sweet FA in my book. Can I just add something on top of what you're saying, Rich? Not, one, not once did we actually reach the end zone, like in the red zone. Not once. Yep. So that that annoyed me the most. They so barely for, got over for, for Mike McCarthy to come out and say that, I'm sorry, but that is just absolutely beep, beep, beep. He's, it's borderline. It's You look at it two ways. You either look at it as he's the head coach, he's got to be positive, focus on positives, he's got to keep the guys motivated. It can't be all doom and gloom. I get that. But at the same time you've got to be realistic as the leader of the team and say, yeah, that was absolute. A reality, a reality you check. Could, you've got to turn around and hold people accountable and say, that was dog crap. We need to be miles better than that. That ain't, that ain't acceptable in any way. Yeah. And it borderline shows that they're out of touch with reality. Um, or they don't want to be. They just want to gloss over it, try and keep people's try and keep morale up and it's like okay no i think you need to accept the fact that this was a sucker punch take the hit and then move forward you you can't gloss over this and put some sort of shine on it you can't polish this particular turd you gotta roll with it with what it is i i don't know if it's if it's, if it's just me i want to ask you guys this but you just kind of feels like jerry and steven just think like oh yeah let Mario Cooper go. We'll find something just to kind of put a band-aid on the top here with no actual contention, but I think it's thinking it's going to be all right. I, I don't know what you guys think. You just kind of feel like they're just like thinking it's all right just to kind of... Maybe? Like, and if, I, I, I don't know. It's, I, I so don't baffled. think they fully... The one thing I do believe is I don't think they... Because I've said all along this, the whole situation with wide receiver wasn't an issue last year. It's something they... Cr- straight up created um they allowed it yes. slash created it yes. um the one thing i do strongly believe about amari cooper is that they did not value him or understand his full value to the team because he was very much from when he first came in he was very much a calming influence not just in terms of his um 
his skill on the field, but his intangibles, his leadership. He was very calm, very cool, collected. He was kind of the opposite of Des Bryant, which is why a lot of people liked him coming in. A lot of us liked him. Uh, that did wonders for the wide receiver room. You haven't got that now. You're expecting C.D. Lamb to step into those shoes and step up into on the field in terms of being the number one wide receiver. It's it's a big ask. It is a very big ask. And at the end of the day, they had three big or four big wide receivers. They let two of them go. There was always going to be hurt there. They haven't really done anything to address it. Yeah, they drafted someone in the third round. It's the third round. With respect, you're not going to expect a real decent return on that. Realistically, you don't expect it. You can hope for it, but you don't expect it. They needed a bridge. They haven't got that. And the, there, there is something I want to touch on in relation to that um, that third round wide receiver. But I, I, I have one more question before we do go into the injuries and updates. It's kind of rolling through the bottom of the screen. So since 1998, we haven't beaten a team in the opening game who is not the New York Giants. Is that a concern? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I really don't know how to really say this, to be honest. It's like, it's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, for a team with the history and the size of our fan base, we deserve better than this. We really do. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, like, this was our home opener. Home opener. And, mm-hmm. ta- and Tom Brady is came over posting gimmicky adverts how he's going to conquer Dallas and all sorts and that. I, it's far-fetched as hell, but by God, it, it, it let, a, let a fight under my butt, but it didn't seem to do that for anybody else in the actual mm-hmm. Cowboys roster, personally. Yep. And I'm just yep. like, people are, like, and not to mention, like, I, I will mention this, like, remember when the ticket sales were for this game was coming out, like, for the home opener, Tom Brady's coming to the ante, those tickets prices were sky high. People paid a lot of money to go to that game, and for them to be awarded that performance, that is just not good enough. It is not good enough. Yep. Mike, anything to add before we jump into the news and updates? Go for it, man. Go for it, okay. So, as you can see there, the news the news coming out. Obviously, Dak was injured on Sunday. He's had successful surgery, looking like four to six weeks. He's not being put on IR. Cooper Rush will be elevated to QB1, Will Greer to QB2. Jerome Kearse has a sprained MCL. Connor McGovern has high ankle sprain, both looking at two to four weeks. There's no update on Michael Gallup or Jordan Lewis. And I said I had a fact to come back to. Jalen Talbert didn't dress. Our third round draft pick did not dress on Sunday. No, we did not. What do you gentlemen think of that? Considering your first, second, and third round picks are your core draft picks. I mean, it's not great. 
yeah but mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world like if he's behind he's behind sometimes these things happen yeah yeah um i like if it continues if like we get halfway through the season and we're still there we're still rolling out with noah brown yeah we got a problem it's not even yeah. noah brown it's houston beat him effectively is on the roster because he couldn't make enough of a statement that he was head and shoulders above mm -hmm. yeah did we even actually get to see semi for hoho get any targets uh, at all? yeah yeah he did at the end oh, yeah. One, didn't he? at the end One. you know yeah 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 uh, but, i believe like I'm, I'm I'm sorry for the people who's actually uh, watching this right now, but it is very dead and bloom from our view as well. But as <laughs> but what do you expect? We're, we're fans of the team and we're trying to <laughs> try to distrust it, and it's, it's actually just getting really. I don't know about you guys, but mm -hmm. I'm just like just in shock. I'm just in shock. I really am. Yeah, yeah that's it's pretty much it. There's there's not much positive to really take from this. I mean. You had Micah Parsons played well. A couple of other people played well in certain <clears> positions. <throat> Farnock held up reasonably well. Um, Tyler Smith is unfortunately a very mixed bag because of the injury to Dak. Um, but at the yeah. end of the end of the day, that's what you get when you play left tackle more so than the other positions. Personally. Yeah. Um, pretty much it and um, i think that the the stat did come out that tyler smith was the first rookie to start at left tackle for the dallas cowboys i think in franchise history oh. interesting you know like like tyron smith who's been a mainstay of the line didn't even start left tackle in his first game Time, how things have changed, but we were in desperate measures. We had to do it. Yeah, it's it's, it's almost as if it's almost as if you probably should have taken the guy that you drafted as an eventual replacement to Tyron Smith and had him play um, a decent amount of time at left tackle during the preseason to prepare for an eventuality. It, yeah. It's almost as if that that maybe should have happened, but um, along with a couple of other things, I, that seems like too much common sense. Yeah, I still say we should have instead of tried made a move for Cole Strange, but hey, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, there's lots of moves uh, they could have made. Yeah, well, Cole Strange was taken about five picks after us, wasn't he, Paul? Yeah, he was twenty seventh overall. I think he was. So like, yeah. to be yeah. honest, I didn't. Expect, I didn't expect him to be in the first round. I thought he would have been there in the second for us. But hey ho, yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, he, he, he mean, did go insanely early. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, but I mean, sorry. <laughs> teams viewed him in different ways. I mean, as like I remember the tweet from draft night. Jeff Kavanagh said, "So Tyler Smith got it. Got got drafted in the first round. Cool. He was my highest ranked." third round player do you know and then something similar about cold strange so it's how yes. teams perceive these guys 
Absolutely. I mean, I suppose you could always use Travis Frederick as a good example. Travis Frederick, yeah. not Travis. Travis Frederick, my God. You got uh, it, you got it. Yeah. You like, got it. People, pe- people didn't have him as a first-round grade. Only us did. Yeah. But, but it turned yeah. out to be the right move. Mm. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I still think Tyler Smith will be really good for us. I really think he will. I just mm-hmm. think for him, with the limited preparation that he was kind of forced under that with... Tyron yeah. going down, and it kind of showed that, like, because playing guard compared to tackle it was a different dynamic. Um, and this is something I kind of mentioned in my article. I, I still have, I think, there's a problem with the continuity and the communication with the O line. That's the like, mm. yeah. Um, Teamwork. It is. It's yeah, and it kind of, and as much as I, it, it, well, it's not much I hate to say, but it does go all the way back down to the center because i don't know if you guys know but the center has the job and role before the ball is even snapped they need to assign the left or right mm. left or right gap yep. assignment like yep. it was pass protection or run blocking they need to know the direction of like in terms of the, like where's the strong side of this defensive front they're up against are they more aligned to the right then well, obviously we are the strong strong right if the left and strong left so it kind of and it also helps the quarterback to understand okay there's more right receiver uh, there's more pressure on that side or whatever not so um but yeah it's it's just frustrating man just frustrating and there was if there's one play in particular um i think it was farniak and Bayadish. they were double teaming and there was no need for it and it left the the A gap completely open for De- uh, for De- I think it was Devin White it got through the back into the backfield I believe but mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know um, so what was that what was that comment there sorry <laughs> he's asking how you're going to feel after yeah. four weeks of Cooper uh, Rush so, so GXL seventy <laughs> thanks for the comment. Um, we need to take subjects out, surely. This is from Paul. Can't imagine he's got this in. <laughs> in fairness, though, I, I, I don't think I, I'm not going to criticize Cooper Rush. I'm not going to like he, he did yeah. under the circumstances, he did really well for us. Again, like everyone was on him from day one when we brought him back, and he actually did a really exceptional job when he played against the Vikings last year. So, yep, I'm going I'm to take a step back for criticizing any quarterback, but. If anyone knows yeah. me, I'm just more focused on if actually protecting the quarterback more than anything right now, and that's one thing that I, I just failed. We failed to do yesterday. We failed to protect that. Yep. Uh, the was it, was it four sacks and three tackles for loss we had. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 interesting thing coming out of the news today, the most interesting thing for me was how much. Well, two things. One was how much things have changed in terms of what's happening with the quarterback. First, it's it was, yeah, we're going to be looking at options. We're looking at our options and potentially a veteran QB. Then, oh, Dak's going to IR. Then he's not going to IR. Um, then we're probably not going to bring someone in and we're going to have Dak back after four weeks. Um, why on earth they think Dak is going to be okay to play after four weeks or even six weeks, um, I can't wrap my head around because the problem isn't necessarily 
the fact that he's got a broken bone. Um, go in, he's had surgery, that the wound will be healed in two weeks. You've still got all the other injuries around that. You've mm-hmm. got pain management. You've got strength. You've got all the soft tissue damage around that, things that will affect him in his holding and throwing and controlling the ball. And being honest, he had or has had accuracy issues previously, um, especially last night. It's it, it's not going to be a fun one. I don't know why they think suddenly having him back in, in four weeks is going to be a great thing. Um, it's potentially rushing him back and really not doing anything good. Um, yeah. I'm concerned, again, in terms of them being in touch with reality there. Yeah. So I, I have a question. I'm going to direct this at Mike because, Mike, if you remember last year, Casey Thompson from my much-beloved University of Texas, had a similar injury mm. to Dak. Thumb injury, yeah. and he could not throw the ball for most of the season. I was going to say, I watched him he, he at, had the, to at the Nebraska game, and he still can't mm. throw a ball. Mm. And it's nearly a year later. Mm. I, 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 somebody said something before, like as that season was starting, like this season, mm-hmm. I should say, and they were like saying that he's got like what's equivalent to like arthritis or whatever in some joint in his thumb. Whether that's yeah. common, I don't know. But that was something today when I heard uh, Jerry saying, "Oh, you know, yeah, it's four to six weeks," and all the rest of it. Um, I was like, hmm, "I've heard that one." Yeah, it's just, it's very much whenever you get an injury and you hear the return timeline, it's like okay, yeah, they'll they'll be able to come back on the field and function, but they're not going to be one hundred percent that person. Like people coming back from from hamstrings and things, like Michael Gallup. Michael, no one's expecting one hundred percent Michael Gallup when he comes back. Hmm. No one is going to expect one hundred percent Dak Prescott when he comes back. Is he going to be better than Cooper Rush? Yeah, of course he is. Well, you should hope so, but. It's still not going to be 100% Dak, and that in itself is an issue. And is it worth, you have to ask yourself the question, is it worth putting him back out there, especially that quick, if you're not going to do anything about this O-line to help protect him? And yeah. I seriously hope, the, the one, good, one good thing I hope will have come from that game is that people will finally stop this narrative of Zeke has passed it, um, Pollard needs to be the number one running back on this team. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, uh, when I was studying the film, Rich, um, it was kind of clear. It, it seemed like, I don't know if it was more to do with Kellen Moore in terms of his play selection, but he was trying to be more cute, more exper- experiment with Pollard. But whenever we had Zeke. Like he was averaging five five point two yards per carry. That's like so ten carries, fifty two yards. Like mm-hmm. and I mean ten carries throughout that whole game, that's not a lot. It's no. not, but I mean I'll be honest, I was coming at it more from the pass protection point of view. Oh, oh yeah, the pass protection the side of things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, there's uh, no yeah. What, why was Paul out there? He's he's not the pass protecting guy, like the, the, the backs went the other way. They refused to, to move from the running game. Like yep. Fournette had something ridiculous, like 28 carries. Yeah, 28 carries, <laughs> yeah. and I think he was like 6.3 yards per, uh, per average. 
believe. 3.3. No, I'm pretty sure it was six. Nah, he was lower. No, I'll double check that. Make sure or am I thinking, I might, sorry, I'm thinking of something else. I, I'm in the middle of writing yeah. two different things. One is about two points. <laughs> circle back to this when Brian asks a question I know he's got to ask because obviously he sent them all to us earlier on. And I think I yeah. know your guys' answer, but Paul. mine is going to be different and I'm yeah. interested to see. Paul, yeah. it's Joe Mixon. Jo Joe jo yeah, Joe Mixon, because <laughs> I'm writing something on next week's game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a letter for Negro, yeah. six, six yards six, average. Yeah. Mm. Yep. yeah. Yeah. Joe Mixon's yeah. on 3.3. Yeah. Before, be, before we move on to the offense, I just have one more question, because I've seen, I've seen this from a couple of people, and I think it's slightly unfair in how they're wording it. In that we got rid of Cooper, we got rid of Lyell Collins, we didn't replace him, we replaced him with Tyler Smith and Jalen Talbert. Don't forget, don't forget uh, Connor Williams. Connor Williams. You know, I think it's unfair to say that because you know, like Tyler Smith obviously played all the snaps and that's fair enough but, you know, you're not bringing you're not directly replacing like with like, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're also saying guys who have played for three, four years in the league, and you're comparing them to guys who've never taken a snap. You know, is that is that unfair to make that comparison? I would say so because, like, if when you really take things and if you in the old grand scheme of things, the only person, like, well, I'm not trying to, I'm well, I'm single now, but Terrence Steele was pretty much the only guy that was causing any issues. The rest mm -hmm. of the O-line was more to do with the communication side, but there was a lot less penalties than we expected. Like, mm -hmm. we're going into this game, we were expecting the same old holding, mm -hmm. false stars, big plays, and get pulled back. No, we, we it did dive down. Like I think it was like three false stars and one offensive holding from Steele. So four penalties from Steele alone, which is a lot mm -hmm. for and, him but, alone. But here's the crazy bit on that, Paul, is... Um, three of them all happen on one drive. Uh, yep. That's right. Yeah. The so, the problems that then ties into very quick segue ties into why they came away from the running game. They were forced to mm. because they got so mm -hmm. far behind in themselves. They've got to pass to try and make up the yardage. Yeah. Yeah, and and also there was some of the. Um, uh, yards Zeke had was taken off too because of penalties. Yeah, yeah. And so his average would have been higher. Yeah, but like, well, yeah, probably. But his 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 total yardage would have been. But yeah. like, so a lot of people are saying, "Well, why did we come away from run?" One is to Rich's point. The other is is that it looks less because there was yards taken off. Mm -hmm. I mean, only. Only Kellen Moore can really answer that question why we moved away from the actual run game for, with Zeke. They tried uh, to ask him. Yeah. And he yeah, just but... completely, they were just like, he kind of just tiptoed around. I forget in the interview who was asking him and he just tiptoed around the answer. And you're yeah. just like, there yeah. we go then. Like, so at least, at least give us some explanation at least. Yeah. You know? So do we want to jump in and talk offense then, gentlemen? Yes. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. That was a bit exciting, Mike. <laughs> I always get excited. 
<laughs> Mike does Mike does love the um the new bits and pieces. So you can see you can see the stats rolling oh. down through the screen. Oh. Now we'll have a oh. backup. Here there we, we go. go. So in terms in terms of the offense and the, the statistics there, and we have the other we have the other numbers in terms of the individual numbers. But I mean, any one of you take take this away, right? We kind of touched on it in terms of the offensive line. Paul, if you want to take it, seeing as you're doing an article and you have looked in a bit of depth, and then we'll throw it to Rich because I know Rich has a good few points on this. The offensive line didn't work. Reasons remedies anything at all that you can you can talk to on it yeah i mean i kind of already mentioned what i was saying about the crisis in the trenches article i'm going to be writing about so but yeah so just to kind of go over one or two things so as i mentioned steel like probably had the lowest grade within our o-line um i kind of feel like zach martin was basically overcompensating like he was doing his job effectively well, like as he should be. Pro, five time, uh, uh, first team, seven team, pro, pro. Pro. yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, I don't know about you guys, it just felt like he was trying to help the other O line with their blocks, like by Adish and Steel. Mm. I don't know about you yeah. guys, but that's from there was some particular plays, like especially in that third quarter. I was just like. <sighs> It, it, it's just gonna. It, it just seemed that it was just like he was doing two jobs at once, and mm. when like a Bayadish, like I can't complain with his actual snap technique. His snap, his snapping the ball was actually on par, for, like probably the best I've seen. Like giving the ball to Dak, best I've seen since he's been a cowboy. So he's definitely improved in terms of snapping, but his communication still is still an issue. He's still yeah. like not having our offensive like it seems like there's clashes between the guard and him himself or the guard and uh, the tackles just they're, they're going to the same block when they no need to like i'll take this example the anthony nelson sack i was absolutely fabulous when i saw that you, like so you had tyler smith and you had farniark on the left side of the ball both um, so Nelson was on the edge, and you basically had um, Smith and and I think it was uh, Vita Via. It was actually playing as the free tech, and both of them yeah. double teamed them completely, disregarded Anthony Nelson, and he just came round from the back on the left side, on the blind side, and took that out. So it's just that is a communicational error. The fact, and also the fact that that that. Tyler didn't even look to see, like he knew he was there, but he didn't take the, the opportunity to kind of take that glass to kind of like get in position in case he needs to be there. But he just completely went full committed into the double team block. So that was one of them. And also, it seemed like there was a f- issues with knowing your snap count as well. Um, and again. I can't. I don't want to bash Tyler Smith too much, but I I think overall we actually did play pretty well, all things considering. But the two big mistakes was obviously the the Nelson one, but also the lead up to um, that Prescott's injury. It was really really slow to get after snap. Like it seemed like the rest of the offensive line were on cue 
when the ball was snapped, they got out their stance, whereas it seemed like there was a de- delayed reaction, and that's when you saw uh, Sh- uh, Shaq Barrett getting in, getting into the right position, and actually you saw him like progressing in that forward motion, and that's where the hand tr- uh, connected with Dak, and that was the thumb. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't say the offensive line were completely gar- garbage. There was yeah. some good moments. We were moving the ball when we were do when we were. Um, Utilizing the run game with Zeke, we weren't like getting like seven yards, six yards. We were getting past the the, the line of scrimmage, um, nearly I would say eight times out of ten with Zeke, and this is where it kind of goes back to the point where we never stuck by it. So there's, there there is good points to talk about the old line, but also it kind of goes back to some of the same stuff that was happening last year, and that is the communication and continuity. So, Rich, I know, I know you have your points prepared. If you want to take it away, or does Mike have a quick point to make? No, I just let you know. Stats are done. Stats no, are ready. So thank you kindly. Um, <laughs> so the floor is yours, Mister Jones. Completely agree with Paul. Um, there's multiple problems with regards to the online. One of the big ones is communication. One of the reasons that is a problem is because there is a lack of continuity. Um, the fact that I think it was Graham made the point that was it going into the first game or coming out of the last preseason game? Um, we'd be coming into this with the stars not having all played together for what, like three, four weeks? Pretty much throughout the whole yeah. of the preseason like yeah you've had all this practice these joint practices and there's been 65 odd snaps and all the rest of it like in these joint practices okay cool it's 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 not game time Mm -hmm. it's not game time it it doesn't it doesn't count as much sorry there's it's a completely different mind frame to when you're being on the field helmet on and it actually in front of a in stadium playing proper football um, it's yeah, that's a good point, Jamie. Um, there were multiple blocks and pickups missed. Tyler, Tyler Smith, I'm I'm really on the fence about. Well, not so much on the fence about. It. It's it's hard to say because if that injury to Dak doesn't happen, everyone is probably reasonably happy with him coming out of that. Um, in terms of him being starting his first game as a rookie left tackle, they didn't set him up to succeed very well because he hasn't played very much. Mm-hmm. You probably come out saying, "Do you know what? Fair play." You, you that's that, that, that's exactly that's exactly. How I was trying to make the point as well, Rich. It's yeah. like, like the he was pretty much been set up for failure, but he actually tried his best to do what he had made with. He, like, he did. He fell back on his experience and he held up reasonably well. But you make for the majority jump. of the game, yeah. But you making missed... a jump to the NFL, things are a bit different here. It's a bit quicker. Yeah. It's a bit different. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's not the same. Matt Farnock held up pretty well. I was actually quite surprised, pleasantly surprised with him through the game. When McGovern went out, everyone was pretty much like, uh. mm. he held up half decent. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's not great, Mike, but he wasn't like he was, you know, there was penalties up the yin-yang and people blitzing straight through him on every down. He did give up the most pressures in this game. He did get up most pressures, and you'd expect that. My point is, it wasn't absolutely, totally terrible. 
I was reasonably surprised with him as a second man up to like Graham says, you got the backup to the backup to the backup on probably any other team in what he is. I was reasonably well, reasonably surprised. Um, Terence Steele had a bit of a blinder. Um, I don't know what the heck happened with him because last season he was actually reasonably all right. Um, he's part of the reason they moved on from Lyal, um, yeah. which looks, in fairness, to have probably been a decent decision. One that the front office probably did get right so far. I mean, we're one game in, but so far it, it looks like it was, that may well have been the right decision. Um, yeah. And it was I'm not the biggest position they need on the line for them to address at the time. So I kind of I mean, can't we will hold come that back again. to that point later on. On oh, Lyal. Um, Zach Martin, Zach yeah. Martin, and I completely agree with Paul with regards to Biadish. I can't can't put in anything different to that. I completely agree with him, hundred percent. But yeah. here's one then, though. How did everyone feel about Conor McGovern for the the short period we had? I, I thought he did all right. I yeah. thought McGovern. I, like, right. like, I, I, I and I'm one of McGovern's biggest critics. Like, because mm-hmm. we just don't know where to where, where we utilize him. But for that mm. one drive, like I think it was like eight plays he only played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like. The opening drive. Like his run blocking, like he opened up that eight gap really nicely for Zeke. And the, 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 the whole yeah. line looked okay. Aye. I, 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 yeah. I totally agree. If, like, who knows what would have happened if McGovern didn't pick up that injury? And it was a nasty rollover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. It was unfortunate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, by all means, McGovern still has a lot to do in terms of his. Um, Ability, I think, but for from for th- those eight drives, I thought he actually, you know what, you're actually it's, it's a bit of a step up from he, he, he's taken the step up that people he, he wanted him to take. Up. He taken it or a step up that people yeah. have wanted him to yeah. take by and large. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I was, I, I was I, thinking I, I that straight agree. away. I was thinking that straight away. Well, yeah. Here, here's here's the question and the concern with that. Let's not forget he's in a contract year. Yeah, that's the yeah. And how yeah. many times have we been burned by this stuff? So many, so <laughs> many. <laughs> but there's, there's another kind of question, and you've you've all kind of touched on it at various stages, and this is kind of something Graham has said in all in a lot of our podcasts recently, and I'm sure you guys touched on this in the pregame show. Bar Zach Martin. We've no player on the line who's played more than three full seasons in the NFL. We ended up last last Sunday with our left guard, our backup center, our center, our right guard, and our right tackle as our offensive line. Is that the cause of all these penalties that we're seeing? As you said, Paul, you know, kind of Zach seems to overcompensate for some of them as well. That's because he's just that too good. It really yeah. is. Yeah, like, hundred yeah. anyway. Like, yeah. like, like you remember, like when we actually still had your, we still had Frederick, we still had Collins when he was at that peak level, mm-hmm. and we did have Tyron Smith when he was there. Like that was a solid offensive line. They had mm-hmm. pure continuity. You could see there was the communication. There. You could see the blocks. They they were there to kind of help assist each other. We're not getting that right now. And it seems like mm-hmm. Zach is trying his very hardest to try and somewhat replicate that, but it's just like these guys we have in just now, it's just not 
going the way is expected and and a lot of it and and i will say it a lot of it's all down to the coaching it's all it's uh, the yeah. hot seats on joe, the hot seats on joe philbin right now yep still like like i can still say like there has been some good glimpses from that game from the o-line but from the from the main fundamental mistakes that's still mm. all down to the coaching like Knowing the playbook, yeah. knowing knowing what your gap assignment is, if it's where the strong side is, I mean, it's yeah, down to the coaching end of the um, day. Paul, you've 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 beautifully segued into the point I was going to make for for the next thing, and I'm go, I'm, I'm going to throw this to to, to Mike, um, because I think Joe Philbin is getting a lot of flack, and rightly so, because the offensive line is not working, but. Is Kellen Moore, and there's been comments about this, is Kellen Moore getting off extremely likely? Because he's in his fourth season oh. as an offensive coordinator. Philbin is getting it, even life about the wide receiving or the, the O-line. Yeah. And yet, I mean, nothing happened in that game bar the first drive, which is pre-scripted by the head coach. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to go one on Paul, yeah. But I've got an article coming out tomorrow. <laughs> and mine <laughs> is based on Jerry Jones's comments that he made post-game. And he literally, it looks like he's had enough. Uh, and, like, the, the, the article coming out is, is Jerry Jones losing faith in the coaches? And he literally, he throws them under the bus. He has. Um, and his comments yep. uh, he made, um, I'd have to bring them up now, but basically, um, he's just like, Look, it wasn't a great start, it was a bad start. Um, it looked bad before Dak's injury, it looked bad while Dak was playing, it looked bad after the whole thing is bad. And he's like, I need to get into the locker room, I need to find out what they're going to do to fix it. And like, literally, the whole thing going on now, usually, when you think about Jerry Jones. He's always quite upbeat. He's always Mr. Positive. He's always not letting anything get him down. And also another big thing that really sparked it off, Jane Slater put a tweet, I don't know if you've seen it, of Jerry yeah. Jones walking down the tunnel. Yeah. I was just about to say that. He looked, he looked yeah. like Vince McMahon with a power walk. Like, yeah. like he, he looked, That's how he was, bad it looked. I know. I put, that, I put that in the article. <laughs> yeah. He was a man on the march to looking to have a serious conversation and you've got to come out with something real special to not be handed a P45. That's what that oh, yeah. was. And, That's and exactly what that was. That wasn't going into a boardroom and this is going to be a very serious conversation. The, and, the, I do think Kellen is not so much getting off like he's getting less attention now, but I think that's because he's had a lot previously and Philbin hasn't had enough. Um, I, I think Philbin very much the flavour of the month right now because I, everyone is finally realising that this is happening because of a lack of discipline and that is ultimately down to, I say ultimately, a big part of that is down to Philbin. Mm. I'm telling you, Jerry uh, uh, is going to pull it. Jerry is going to pull it. I agree. Anyway, you, I you, Paul, Paul, here's one for you before you answer. I'll ask you this. How many times it, while you're at A&T Stadium as well as watching on TV, you see Jerry Jones up in that owner's box till the very last whistle? Mm. He is always up there. To yeah, the very end, much. clapping. You see him even win or lose. Loss, yeah, he's leaning forward, not looking very impressed. 
at the Bucks game, he's gone. Fourth quarter, he's out of that box, and he's doing that power walk that we just spoke about. Mm, well, I don't and, the, know. and the dressing rooms are on the other side of the stadium, isn't it? If I remember <laughs> yeah, it's right, a a, it's, it's quite a walk. So, yeah. Can, can I can I can I say something like you guys were saying about like Felbin's getting more of the flag? In a way, I disagree. Especially after that game, I think the more yeah. attention is going to be more on Kellen Moore because Dak deserves a lot of scrutiny for his performance as well. I think, yeah, like, oh, he was, 100%. Like, uh, he like, was yeah, off yeah, target, but yeah, he, go on, but, go on, go on. I don't know if it was just because of the, the play call or whatever, now, but no. we were doing a bit, but for Kellen Moore, that, that, that one particular play where it was like a double whatever handover that to Lamb then to Pollard and we ended up losing like 10 15 yards. I mean yep. what in the hell was that? Yeah. That was just that's been way Getting too cute. cute. Very when you cute. Don't, yeah. when you don't need to there was no need play. for it. There was no yeah, need yeah. like <sighs> yeah I, and, and like the only thing I will say right to defend that and I'm not saying he had a great game it was a bad game but C D Lamb is triple covered right and uh, triple covered yeah and <laughs> When you look at the wide receiver core that we got currently, where's mm. your where's your deep man or where's your burner? Yeah. Well, well, There's here's, no here, speed. There's well, no here, speed. Here's my answer to that, though. Mate, I disagree. Here's, here's Go on, my I know to what that. the answer is. Go on. Right, right. If, if, if Lamb's getting triple covered, right, and mm. we're getting the pressure okay. from the defensive front, mm. where does that leave Dalton Schultz for a quick pass? I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Like... You know what I mean? That, he did that, have seven that, 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 that should have been yeah. designed to be a nice safety blanket, yeah. but we didn't even get to see any of that. So, yeah. again, decision-making from that is questionable from that game, but the play calling from Kellen was so predictable. And yeah. like I said, <laughs> we did not reach the red zone once through that whole game. And yeah. The only drive that we scored was in our opening drive, and that was and that was the only saving grace. The fact that we're talking about Brett and Maher, was the the guy we're actually praising right now? Like, yeah. like the guy I did wrong. a funny video on. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, like, and and like Rich says, you could technically say the game was a shutout. It really was. If it wasn't for Mahar yeah. um, hitting that field goal, it would have been a shutout. Yeah. 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 Um. In. I, sorry, Mike. I thought you were saying to Paul there when you were like, "Go on, go on." I think mm-hmm. he might have said to me. Um. Part of the problem with Dak is, um, or with Dak from that game, part of it is rust. Um, the Cowboys have always had a problem with rust at the start of the season. This year, it's gone through the roof because, like you said, they haven't played any real meaningful games in the preseason. There's not been enough preseason work done, especially when you've got such a cobbled together offensive line that's reasonably young. The wide receiver core is quite young. Outside of Lamb, you've not really got anyone proven. But the one person you have got there who has shown speed um, is Turpin. Mm, yeah. Kellen Moore has mm-hmm. come out. Kellen Moore has seems to have this inability or had, seems to have this, this weird understanding of changing things up in the pass away from curls and all that that they're so predictable on is to do all these trick plays and double-handing and off-handing and effing around seven yards back behind the line of scrimmage waiting for people to tackle them 
it's it's not that it's doing something different that should very much be in the playbook that isn't a trick play it's just a different goddamn route um they should have tried airing it out a bit more to turpin because like you said lamb is double or triple covered a lot of the time there he was you go back to the what was that I mean, this is a shout out to skywalker steel as well i made a very good point today put a picture up uh cowboys first drive third and 11 everyone there is covered lamb's double covered middle of the field big gaping hole no one there yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, you get yeah, turbo yeah, breaking the, 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 like the yeah, but what what that what that shows it is what you would were, were talking about, Paul, is the predictability. They're not yeah. covering the middle of the field because they're like they're not attacking the middle of the field, so let's not exactly. defend it. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. So we're 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 nearly an hour into the into the show and we haven't talked about our defense yet, so I think it's time oh we flipped boy. over to that. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully we brought our defense on Sunday night. Um you know, I think the the, the figures are there and I'm sure Mike has them about to roll through the bottom of the screen. Two sacks, an interception. I think I counted four quarterback hits, multiple passes mm. defended, multiple yeah. tackles for loss. I think there was only two quarterback and, hits and that came from the sacks, I believe. I'll tell you now. I get yeah, it. I I keep it talking. I think, keep I talking. Think, yeah. I've got I've got yeah, I've, I've got I've got it up here. So yeah. A, but we, we we spoke about this last week, and I'm sure you guys covered this in the pregame show. Is the identity of this team now the defense? It is. It is. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say so. The, the defense are definitely the better unit, even though. Yeah. Um, which I'll briefly talk about. I won't go into too much, but. I will say this about our defensive line is if it wasn't for Parsons, our defensive line were very, very under par. We did not present any pressure to Brady in the middle or on the edge. The edge like, certainly. Yeah, like like edge was pa- really bad. Yeah, like D Law, Sam even Sam <laughs> Williams could even even Sam Williams was a non factor. Yeah, like he was yep. the, like and I would, I would, I will give credit when it's due. The who's the left tackle? Is it Donovan Smith? What's his name again? The left tackle for Tampa? Donovan Wilson. No, yeah, no, sorry. Smith, you're right. He had an yeah. absolute stellar of a game, like for for a left tackle. He was getting like, and especially in the screen pass plays and stuff like that. But in terms of the defensive line, like. Boana was getting double teamed and rightly so. And like uh, Tristan Hill, he was kept isolated and he got put on his put on the canvas quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Gallimore, that was probably one of his most ineffective games I've ever seen him. And everyone knows I'm a big Neville Gallimore yeah. fan, so I yeah, was I was I was not happy with his performance at all. Um yeah. if like, you want to go one further, right, Paul, I can trump all of that. Go back and watch towards the end of the game. Maybe it's about in the third quarter. Dance Armstrong, 
right? And we all say, like, this could be it. And we all watch him in preseason. He, he's, he, his motor runs hard and he's looking good. Pre Regular season comes and he dies. Well, not only does he die, he tackles Leighton Van Der Esch in the middle of a play. Leighton Van Der Esch was our top tackler in that game. He was. Yep, he had a yep. stormer. He was yep. doing all right. For anyone that was to ever, for anyone to criticize LVE, I thought he played exceptionally well. I think of our mm. of all our, all our groups, our linebacker core was probably linebacker the most. Core, yeah. I would say they yeah. were the most solid out the whole lot. Yeah. Mm. And just to yeah. add to what you were saying, two two sacks, two callback hits. Yeah, that's nine, from Parsons. Yeah, nine hurries. Yep. So uh, a total of thirteen pressures in the game. So here's here's yeah. my concern and my question mm. to you guys. All right, we know Michael Parsons is a stud. We know that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. My concern is we cannot rely on Michael Parsons to do everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. we can't rely on Parsons to go down to this line of scrimmage to make the play where because our defensive line is so ineffective for doing that. But we know they are capable of doing it. It just seemed like that whole game, they just could not get into second gear at all. It was just like hitting the brakes no matter what. So I don't know what you guys think. Like, Do you think, like, are you concerned we might actually burn Parsons out? Like, like... Nah, he doesn't seem that tight. <laughs> It is a concern. And the reason, as you say, Paul, is because he's doing everything. And it does kind of touch back to the point that you made about the defensive ends. Like, D-Law was D-Law. We know what he is. And unfortunately, Sam Williams, I think I think I put it up there in the, in the news and updates. I think he had six snaps in the game. Dorrance Armstrong was Dorrance Armstrong. We know he's a preseason beast mm-hmm. in season. Beauty, for want of putting it a better way. But Jonesy, what, what are your thoughts on it? Um I what specifically on Parsons or Parsons D line? Linebackers, um, corners, you name it. <laughs> there is I completely Parsons I'm not concerned about, at least not right now. He's still relatively young. His motor at the minute mm-hmm. is seems pretty much infinite. I mean, Frick, you could say go line up, play quarterback, and he'd probably do that and play both ways. Um mm-hmm. willingly and probably do all right because it's Michael Parsons. But anyway, um I have concerns about Still about it's better, but I still have concerns about the run defense. I have concerns about the linebacker core and the secondary in terms of tackling um, runners, specifically on one side. Um, and on this point, um, as well in terms of pressure on the side, Brian, I'm going to take away that question um, asking who misses um, Randy Gregory. Go for it. A lot. Um, I think he's a loss. I think he's sure is shooting a loss because you struggled with pressure on the other side. Every time they ran the ball, um, or near enough every time they ran the ball, they either did it away from Tank or when he wasn't even on the field because they know what he's like. Um, And they ran it to the left and 
Leighton Van Der Esch wasn't, I mean, he had a good game, but I do think he looks a little bit shy in terms of wanting to tackle specifically Leonard Fournette. Defensive backs don't seem to be very enthusiastic in doing it. Um, I have concerns. I don't remember hearing Anthony Barr's name. He did. Yeah, uh, he did. He did do some work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's that was very <laughs> lackluster. Um, yeah. Randy Gregory was known for being good against the run. Um, I think that patched over last year the issues with everything else behind it um, a bit on the on the run because the, the run defence did take a step up last season as well. It's better, it's improved, but I'm surprised that people don't think Randy Gregor is a loss or don't think that it's a big deal that he's gone. I think that game proved very much he is and he hasn't been replaced. And Tampa Bay has potentially gone and put now a blueprint of how you run against us. And it's not it's it's not great. I mean, yeah, you still held you still held Tampa Bay and you held Tom Brady to one touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. That's good, but you've got to ask the question: How much of that is rust? I mean, mm-hmm. overall... well then, we we can say the same about Dak. Then, if you're going to say, oh, you could. Ju- I, yeah. I've said the, exactly the same about. Uh, Dak. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. As long as you're doing the, the same one, both. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know what I mean? That's I'm all, all about equality. I'm all about equality. <laughs> I mean, Paul, jump in. You're the point there. You're going to make. Yeah, if there's one thing I noticed through that whole game, it's like the wherever Parsons was lined up, they were running the ball completely opposite to him, and yet Parsons still manages to get to the other side of that sideline yep. to make a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. again, even though I'm still seeing our linebacker core was probably the best of our group that, in that game, but it just seemed like everyone else but Parsons were just. Lackluster. Yeah. Yeah. Even even yeah. still, we, even though we t- still technically <laughs> less than twenty points. Like, well, what was it? Um, I don't know. I can't even do my thirteen points. No, all came from field 12. goals and uh, well, field goals and a point eight and a PAT. Oh, yeah. Like so, thirteen points from my kicks in total. Um, <sighs> I suppose it is a success from the defensive front, and there is some good points to take forward going into this game against Cincinnati next week, uh, this this weekend. But we we do need to increase the intensity up big time. Like, yeah. I'm, and I'm sure Dan Quinn will be absolutely on top of this, and so it will be Aiden Dudley as well. Oh, well, I yeah. think you're reading my mind tonight. Because <laughs> because yeah. every every time I'm about to ask a question, you're you're kind of flagging it already. Because I was going to say, like, for 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 what the the defensive line did reasonably well, we still went over 150 yards rushing against us. Fournette averaged over six yards on 20, 20 plus carries. You know, is is the lack of a serious run stopper a vita vea? Space eater, a concern. Yeah. Go on, Mike. I know you. Can, I can see you there. Right, the run stopping. Yeah, all right. Some of it is down to the line. Usually is, but go back and watch it. Like literally, ninety nine percent of their runs were off tackle, complete wide. Mm-hmm. So what was happening 
is the de- it, 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 there was no inside, it, it was not the inside it, there was no it was inside the defensive runners, backs it was, it was the defensive backs the run stopping issues we had were because our defensive backs and cornerbacks specifically both Diggs uh, uh, and Anthony Brown couldn't hold up on it. I know it sounds weird to say, but go back and watch it because usually we always say, oh, the corners weren't getting help because of the defensive line. This was the inverse. It was the other way around. The defensive yeah. line plugged the holes. Fournette was going on the outside. When he was going outside, he was just blasting past our corners. And there you go. You've got problems. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't, there was a little bit to do with the defensive line, more specifically the edge. The edge but, but on both sides having problems, but mostly it was the defensive backs, the corners n- not coming down into run support. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Rich, question for you, and you kind of signposted it there already. Um, and as Mike kind of said, a lot of the, the, the issues were off tackle and downfield runs and our corners and secondary not tackling properly. And I know it is a bugbear of yours coming from a rugby union background when players do not tackle properly. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, I've I've already signposted it and and Mike's touched it on it again there. There was definitely, they they were running into the edge, they were running away from Parsons, they were running away from Tank, and they knew because if they did that, they would definitely be getting decent yardage because nobody else seems to be that enthusiastic about tackling a running back. Not the linebackers outside of Micah Parsons because he'll take on anyone um, and not the defensive backs. Outside of that, yeah, the the backs especially were decent. I think Diggs put up a decent showcase for the, the criticisms that he got last season. Um, in terms of not being great in coverage. Um, and who was... Oh, I'm going to struggle here now. I th- was it Brown that gave up the reception to Julio, the big long one? Uh, yes, right. it was Brown. Yeah. Yes. Was, yeah. That was just straight up him not being tall enough and Julio being Julio and Brady being Brady. He actually ran very good coverage. His head, he turned his head around a little bit late. Um, mm. Still got his hand in the re- in the right place, in the right region. Was just a tick slow. Um, that was just unfortunate in in my mind. The the backs mm. outside of that, in terms of coverage, they were actually pretty decent in this game. I think um, Diggs obviously negating a potential touchdown um, earlier on in the game. I think he he put up a decent showcase last night. You only allowed thirty-three yards. You only allowed thirty-three yards. It's not bad. He can't play. He can't play coverage. He's just an interception machine, which is a, like Mike said, is a ridiculous freaking argument anyway. (laughs) But it's he 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 took and he went. Okay, oh, she won that as well. Okay, and that was against Mike Evans. And that was against Mike Evans. Exactly what I was just about to say. And what's ironic is in in terms of defensive backs. Malik Hooker and Donovan Wilson, the safeties, were the two best in, in that group. Yep. I know. I can see the big smile and Brian's face in that one. Oh, my God. How did you do it? How, how did you... Because uh, I, was, I was literally going to say, oh. <laughs> talk to me about Donovan Sorry. Wilson. Talk to me about... Mm. I was going to say Donovan Wilson, but you've also said Malik Hooker. So, so take it away. I mean, I thought that 
the two boys were very impressive. Mm. And Kirst yeah, was I mean, up to the point he got injured. Yeah, he was doing fine. He was just he was marching, you know, to the beat he was going at last year. And then mm. Malik Hooker, there was one play where Diggs was, I think it was against Mike Evans, funnily enough, on a deep play. And mm. I, you know, posted about it. And Malik Hooker, you just see him all of a sudden come into shot from the right-hand side of the screen to come over and help and just oh, smash the ball. And, yeah. Yeah, but he just comes out of nowhere. But what you're seeing there is an elite, really a first-round draft pick as a, a centre-field safety flying yeah. over to that ball, seeing it, reading it, reacting, and having the athleticism to get there. And then in terms of Donovan Wilson, Brady has six Super Bowls. You intercept him, that's a tick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all you got to say. <laughs> that's it. Well done. You can you can go take the night off. Yeah. You do yeah, whatever the heck it. you want to do yeah. within reason. You just, well you done, just, that man. You just intercepted the man with the most Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what other grandkids I, about. I, I, I think you've done them a disservice, Mike. Is it not seven? No, six, isn't it? Five with the Patriots and one with the Bucks. Is it seven? Seven. 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 Too many. Six. Six with the Patriots. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But but look, we'll not we'll not be pedantic about it. But Paul, go on. Oh, that, means, that just that just else. enhances my point. It enhances yeah. my point. Yes. Yeah, speaking yeah. about like, speaking about like of Brady, and that, I've kind of mentioned this before we went on air. Um. Like him and Todd Bowles and that they did an exceptional job of actually scouting. They knew that their offensive line was in a much more worse state in terms of injuries compared to ours, mm -hmm. but they somehow managed to find up a game plan to utilize the quick pass, like the streams yeah. to do Godwin, that then utilizing Leonard Fournette in the right situation at the right moment. Like like I, I can't like even even though the the plays were designed very very well and we still but yet we still managed to contain Brady to that one touchdown and whatever not but fair play to the the box they I think in total they had like three hundred and sixty three yards total offense when you really put it in that grand scheme of things it's still it's it's such a hard one it's like. It's still, in a way, a bit of a win for the defense, in a way, but it's not. It's so mm -hmm. weird. Like, I, I can't, I can't fathom if it's good or bad. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if it, if you, if you throw it back to a year ago, we played the Buccaneers in Tampa. It was a shootout. Oh yeah, completely different. This game was. This it, it's hard to say it's a dogfight because it was. The fight was over before half time and they got the they got their touchdown in, in the third quarter. I actually thought the but, game was actually I thought I thought the game was over when the first O line went down when government then mm, I thought mm, That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it, just that was just gonna be one slippery stope one after yeah. the other, and that's exactly when, what happened. When it's already yeah. thin there, yeah. Yep, yeah, it's like Jenga. It's true. So we had a special teams moment. Brett Maher went 100% on Sunday. Woo! One from one. Yay! 51 yard. 
Nothing, Mojo Mojo. Brian, Brian Anger had um, Brian Anger had five punts, two nearly two fifty average, nearly fifty a punt, two inside the twenty. Our special teams did their job. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think I made this point uh, throughout. I think it was I one got... of the pre- one of the preseason talks we had. And you're probably going to laugh, but you're going to laugh at this. But do you know, think our special teams blocking is actually better than our O line blocking at some stages? <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah, what? Yeah. Go on, Rich. Go on. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a fact for you, right? Also for O line coach. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do you know, you, use, on, a statistic, use a statistic for you that'll make you laugh, right? Not only is Brett Maha, right, in the Hall of Fame, okay? That is statistically true. It's 100% true. He is in the Hall of Fame. He's also, he, I know it's wild to say, but he also is second in kickers, in Dallas Cowboys kicker history to have 50-yard kicks successful. I'm still waiting for the moment where it. It, it he, goes he the opposite direction. So, so all he's got to do is I think he needs to make three more kicks of 50 yards or more. He is the most successful long kicker in Cowboys history. Oh. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> now put that in the Hall of Fame. I can't fathom that. I really, I, I can't, I can't process how you can make the more harder kicks. Like, uh, well, I know. Hist- historically speaking, <laughs> historically, <laughs> historically, like <laughs> people, people say Maher's definitely become a much more better guy. Like, that's why we brought him back in. Yeah, that yeah, still remains to be that. seen. Yeah. But yeah. if you can make a 57, a, a 60, a 52, whatever, yeah, great, amazing. You made the harder kick against all odds. But if you can't kick a field goal from 32 to 25 mm-hmm. to 40, yeah, then what the, the bread, hell? The bread and butter kicks. Yeah. The yeah. ones that should be a guarantee where you put your house, your car, and even mm. your wife on the line. Mm. We've been there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, but remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold any judgment yet. Until the short range field goals happen, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say well done to Brett. He actually like kept us <laughs> from the clean slate, and I will leave it at that. Yeah, and and we'll see what happens against the Bengals. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, look, going through Brett Maha's history, <laughs> I'm like this. This is so don't, so so confusing. Don't, 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 don't. But what we're saying is the twenty to the twenty nine yard range smashes them hundred percent. Right, it's, it's the fit, it's the 30 to 40 the fi- ones, the 50 yarders, not bad either. Smashes and then it. you you go down and you go to his 40 yard field goal range, right? It's 40 to 49, <laughs> and he's just about 50 percent. How, how is that possible? <laughs> you make the short ones, you make the long ones, you make the medium ones, but the medium to long ones, you, you, you can't hit. 
it sounds like you're describing one of those measuring sticks. I know, the, yeah, yeah. Like mm. where it's got the wee, the wee bit, the wee bit of liquid in it. Yeah, what, yeah. What's it called? Oh, again? Spirit level. Yeah, spirit, spirit level. level. Yeah, yeah. That's literally, that's literally how we're describing bit Maha's kicking. That's <laughs> the, it's a spirit level. Yeah. Right, that if, that if, empty if, gap if, is the forty yeah. to forty nine. If 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 you put it in golfing parlance, he's able to kick them straight. He gets the tap ins. He's just not drawing the ball quick enough in the mid range. But here is what is interesting, right? Is each year he's gone better, and at the moment, so it's sixty six percent. Then it's eighty nine percent. Now we're into this season. He's yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> so it's getting better That's every not time. A stat to use, mate. It's only one game, one kick. Uh, is it on the sheet? I'm refusing <laughs> to accept that, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. So, Mike, 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 I'm going to qualify that and say it's on. It, it, it's out of context because gonna... it's like our great friends over at PFF Content. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I, 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 I'm, throwing a, I, I, I'm, I'm throwing a flag at Mike for information interference. And sportsman-like. <laughs> and sportsman-like <laughs> conduct, Mike. Yeah, and sportsman-like oh. talking. And sportsman-like statistical coverage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, false stats. We, do, we, yeah, false we, we stats, did kind of uh, signpost this. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's uh, you guys are determined to get me off track tonight, but we did well, signpost this earlier that there was a number of questions I had to ask you guys. See, so you guys know one. If I, I, these are, was was this the quarterfire ones? Yeah, the five questions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if if anyone wants to comment, throw in your comments. As we say, guys, always throw in your comments, your thoughts, your opinions. You guys are the people that drive this show for us, so let us know your thoughts. This piece I have borrowed from Blogging the Boys. It was the, These are questions they had up on their site. So the first question, is CeeDee Lamb a wide receiver one? No. no. Not right now, he ain't. So, yeah, so far he's proven that he's I'll, not. I'll, I'll, I would keep it quick fire, just no expl yeah. explanation, straight into the next one. No explanation, <laughs> okay. right? Second question: Are we missing Lyle Collins? No, no, no. <laughs> are we missing Randy Gregory? No. Yes. I'm saying no. I say yes. Okay. Is Doc back? No. No, because he's off injured for four six weeks. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and the big one. Is kicker sorted? No. No. In what In, world? <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> interestingly, the Colts have just released Rico Blankenship. I saw that. I oh, saw that earlier. We yeah, they, they, they released goggles. Yeah. yeah, they have. I, but, I, I, I know I, I, a certain I, Cowboys fan will be happy about that and will be crying out for him to be added to the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Or literally <laughs> looks like Millhouse from The Simpsons. <laughs> I have I, I I have bonus question for all of you. Ooh, okay, this is this is so this is quick fire, and you guys didn't see this. Are we sorted with our free safety? Yes. Yes. 
Definitely. Thank you, gentlemen. That was lovely. That's the biggest smile I've seen from Brian in a while. That was lovely. Good way to finish that wee segment, mate. Nicely done, mate. Nicely done. Do you know what that last question was? That last question is, you know, like the bit off Fifth Element where he's testing at the gun and then he goes, he's got the fling through and he just looks and goes, that's my favourite. That's what I'm going for. So, gentlemen, unless there is anything else you would like to discuss um, tonight before I throw it over to Mike, because I know Mike is a little bit of news. Do I? Yes. Would you uh, like to disclose your, your 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 very good news? You mean that I'm writing with Paul for blogging for blogging the boys? Oh, that yeah. that little thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 small thing that that's mm-hmm. been coming for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me and him both write in now. So we've got yeah, to write yeah. off. We've got to write off. He put out an article, so I'm putting out one. Well, I'm yeah. I'm just wait, I'm waiting for I'm just waiting to say, wait for it to get reviewed right now. But uh, but hopefully it should be yours yeah. and hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I think mine's teed up. Yeah, and um, myself and Mister Jones have been having a little chat there in the private in our in our private chat here on the side of the screen. So myself and Mister mm-hmm. Jones are going to start picking up the pace. And writing up articles, which you will be seeing up on our our Facebook and mm. Instagram, as and any other social media, as I'm sure Mike will share with everybody. Of course, I will. No. I've got a crazy question for you guys. Yep. Go on. Out. Um, I think it's safe to say that we're all of the opinion that um, it's we want to move on from uh, Kellen Moore. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Um, okay. I'm 50-50, mate. I'm just unsure what our, our offensive identity is. That's my problem. That is the Look, issue. I, I think that's... We don't, just don't uh, know what our identity is. We just don't know what it is. Like We've got our star running back, but we just don't use it. We've got a yeah. supposedly wide receiver number one, but we don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. It's just we just don't have a identity. It's Judging. lacking speed. It's just lacking speed. You look at everything across the board and on the offense. You know, CD Lamb, efficient. You know, Dalton Schultz, efficient. Pollard, efficient. Zeke, efficient. But there's just, if you say to the, if you said, are they fast? You go, no. And you go, who is your fast guy? And I know Rich said, you know, Gavonti Turpin fits the bill. But it's actually the downfield speedster is Michael Gallup. And that's mm-hmm. what we're missing. That's yep. what we're yeah. because we're just lacking speed. As soon as you yep. get that field stretcher, it totally changes what it totally. can become. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am owed a couple of bets out there because of this result. Ah. Mm-hmm. Right. So one, that- I've had one. Unfortunately, as people may, seen- may have noticed, I've mm-hmm. had to change my profile picture to bloody Tom Brady. That's right, baby. And, and the other and the other one was between me and my co-host Meg. Um, so I have to take I have to take her out for dinner and bring her something nice from Scotland. So that's that, that was our bet. Is there drinks involved? Yeah, there's going to be margaritas and um, bloody uh, <laughs> mojitos, mojitos, and, and, and mojitos. You name it. So, uh, mojitos. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, that, so, that that might be half your uh, allowance for the trip gone, Paul. Oh, no doubt, 
No doubt. <laughs> but I'm not. Compl- I'm not. I'm not complaining. It's it's going absolutely not. Going, but... going to my wonderful partner in the world's team podcast. Yeah. But Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you now to 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 close us out. Obviously, you'll be taking the show over for the next couple of weeks, um, and you'll be back on Thursday evening. Yeah, I'm I'll, going I'll, on oh, yes, I'm I, was, I was just going to say, you kept that one quiet, Brian. Were you off to? No. I am off to Italy on Thursday oh, for a week. Beautiful. Disgusting. <laughs> Can't argue with that, mind. Uh, it, Italy is nice. It can be expensive, though. Are you going to Rome? No. We're going north of Venice. Oh, I've been to Venice. It's all right, Venice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A lot, a lot of, um, a lot of pigeons. Yes, very true. Yeah. All right. Hey, I tell you what, Bry. Uh, yeah. You do it. Go on. It's your show, and you're going to be on yeah. for a while. So go on, practice your voice. So, as always, if you are heading over to a Cowboys game this year, or if you're coming over as part of the group travel event next year for 2023 make sure you use the cowboys experience for your meet and greet your stadium tour your game day tickets your tailgating and if you mention the uk cowboys barry and his team will treat you like absolute royalty so rich give us the quote use the free code no use the code get free stuff that's the one <laughs> use code get free stuff that's been a while and don't forget, you'll also get chocolate pudding. Yeah, and then they not be included. You don't actually. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't actually. <laughs> yeah. And as we say, the, the the travel package for 2023, there will be more details coming up over the next couple of months as we as we get that sorted out. And mm, um, that's going to be so. Fun. Stay tuned to all of our social media feeds. And yeah. Mike, take it away. See you, everybody. Have a good one, folks. Go Cowboys. I dropped my pen.